in the midst of a hopefully good night's sleep. You feel a panic set in. Suddenly, you can't move and even struggle to breathe. As you attempt to regain your bearings, you feel something near you, watching you, and possibly even touching you. You open your eyes and continue on with one of the scariest moments of your life. There is something, some entity or force, just hanging out in the corner of the room, or even worse, sitting on your chest. Our experiences differ, but one aspect seems to remain the same in our stories. Pure terror. I have experienced these moments three times, and all three of my stories differed between the stages of what many have stated they experienced. Who else could it be? The sneaky bitch you love to hate and hate to love? The motherfucking sleep demon! Welcome to episode two of the Whatever We Want It To Be podcast. Welcome back to the Whatever We Want It To Be podcast, episode two. We will be discussing our terrifying guardian, the sleep demon. So I really wanted to do an episode on this because anytime I've ever brought up sleep demons, either somebody's experienced it and they're like super into talking about it or somebody's never heard of it and they're super interested to talk about it because it is, I mean, it's, it's a crazy thing if you've never heard it. And I never heard of it even after I experienced it. And then finally, a while after I started uh, kind of researching it, looking it up. So when I finally was able to start putting this podcast together, I really wanted to do an episode about it. So we're just we're just going to cover some shit like it's fun. Like if you if you listen to the first episode about gas prices, like that's like a process where you like I wanted to make sure that I mean the information obviously was accurate, but this is like more fun. It's sleep demons is not like a proven scientific thing, so it's just a little more fun to talk about, which is what I want most of the episodes to be. Is not necessarily a serious thing, just some bullshit we can talk about, have some fun, learn some uh, interesting but mostly pointless things. All right, so sleep demons. I have some some stories. I reached out to some people on Facebook, uh, just kind of threw it out. Hey, if you have a sleep demon story, DM me, hit me up. And uh, we'll talk about it because it does affect, I mean, it affects people, but nobody really, nobody really knows how many people are affected. So these are, I have uh, five estimates that I've, that just throughout my research of the history and what it is and different theories of what it is, I have found these estimates and it's like, and it's not, they're not even estimates. Like, so one is at least 50% of the population. Uh, WebMD said four out of 10, roughly. So that's 40%. So uh, another one between eight and 30% of the population, which is huge. And then over one in 10. So over one in 10 that they estimated to be around 11%. And then my favorite, the biggest gap I've ever seen in any percentage of any given topic, between 1.7 and 40% of the population are affected by sleep demons, sleep paralysis, uh, whatever you want to call it. So nobody knows. So I'm going to, yeah, between those estimates, it's somewhere between 1% and 50%. Nothing really went over 50%. So I would, I mean, just based on the people I've talked to, 
I don't know. Like these, <laughs> these percentages are crazy. They're, that's, I don't know. It doesn't matter. People are affected. Some aren't either way. Here are some personal stories of people. If you, if you, if you don't know what a sleep demon is, like you didn't look it up, you saw this episode was coming out. You didn't look it up. You just kind of wanted to know. These are what people actually experience. And then I'll tell the, the three times that it's happened to me. And then we're just going to, we're just going to go over theories and histories. Just a little fun, little episode things like that. So some personal stories. So this comes from John. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. I'll start with John. John isn't his. Okay. John isn't his personal story. It's somebody that he was, was with. So this is the message I got. My ex used to get them. I couldn't tell she was asleep. Just laying there. Creepy. She said a shadowy figure would be holding her down once or twice. She said she could see herself laying in bed. Like she saw herself laying in the bed. And then he says, fucking weird, <laughs> fucking weird, but she is my ex for other reasons, LOL. <laughs> so that's John from a third party, which I'd never, I've never talked to anybody who had witnessed it happening to somebody else. So that I think in itself would be terrifying because you're not like experiencing what is happening, but you're seeing somebody experiencing it and you have no idea because you can't see that shit. You know what I mean? So that's John. So this comes from Bree. She said, I had a sleep demon when I was a kid. No joke. Uh, LOL. It happened multiple times. And then as I got older, it happened twice. Basically, this woman would bend down and touch my cheek while I was sleeping. It was a dark, dark, a dark showdown figure with a witch. I think that's shadowy. I think I transcribed that incorrect. It was a dark, shadowy, shadowy figure with a witch-like hat. I thought maybe it was like a nightmare I was having as a kid because it stopped eventually. Then when I turned 18, it happened once after that. It felt like I was awake and I could actually feel her touch me. It was terrifying. <clears throat> uh, so that's Breeze. And we have another from Brent. So anybody uh, in the Arizona comedians from back when I used to live there, Brent, a.k.a. Teddy. Y'all should know who that is. Uh, I know I sound I know I sound too crazy, but I experienced your sleep de demon thing about a month ago. In short, I felt like I was being held down by something pressing on my chest and heard something speaking a garbled language, kind of like a record being played backwards. I know it sounds is insane, but it seriously disturbed the shit out of me. Brent, I feel you, man. So I've had three times I've had sleep paralysis twice with a sleep demon. So the first time. I had it was in 2007 in Wichita Falls, Texas. I was there for training when I was uh, in the Air Force. And I, I was sleeping and lodging like the hotel on base. And as I was asleep, I had a dream where I, I assumed it was a dream. I felt like I touched my actual heart through my chest plate. Like I didn't have a chest plate. So if you just imagine like poke your heart on your chest plate, I basically did that in my sleep, but I didn't have a chest plate. So I poked my heart and I woke up middle of the night and I was frozen. Like I physically couldn't move. It was hard to breathe. I thought I was having a heart attack is, is what my thought was. So as I couldn't move, I was in my head trying to crawl to the phone to call 911. So I didn't see anything. There was no sleep demon in the room, but I felt, I felt something like around, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I felt it around. But eventually, in, eventually, as in my head, I was trying to crawl to the phone, it kind of just released and you just kind of exhale. Like I exhaled with it and I was fine. 
I didn't call the police because, I mean, as soon as it was over, I felt fine. I had no idea what, and this is 2007. This isn't like what the internet is today. This isn't like, hey, Alexa, what's a sleep demon? You know what I mean? It's not, it wasn't like that. And I was was stationed overseas, so I didn't even have an American cell phone when I was here. So it's not like I just had the internet in my room, like on my phone, you know what I mean? So I had no idea what it was. And then 2016, I was deployed and I was asleep in the back of the bread van because nothing was going on. And I woke up just by myself. Like everybody was like, I was just out there on the, on the, where I worked, uh, just in the back of the bread van, taking a little power nap, you know? Uh, and I woke up frozen, completely frozen. And there was a, a shadowy figure. If you don't know what a, a bread truck is, it's like, <clears throat> think of like a ice cream truck maybe, but it's not that's nice you know what i mean it's just you sit in the back you sit in the back of it you just talk it's seats you could seat a lot of people there's usually benches and stuff so it's pretty wide open space you could fit equipment and stuff but i was laying down on the bench in the back and i woke up frozen again the exact same feeling of what happened to me previously in 2007 and there was a figure sitting like i well i assume sitting in the back of the truck with me but not 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 like on me or anything like that but i could feel i could see it and feel it this time and the same thing, finally, after it feels like an eternity, all the estimations are, it could be seconds or minutes, but it does feel like an eternity when you're just frozen. And then when you see the figure, that shit is so terrifying because you have no, you have no control over anything. And then finally it releases. And then the last time it happened to me, uh, was I want to say two, about two years ago, in the house that I live in now, I was asleep. Oh man. No, it might've been last year when my wife was deployed. I think it was last year. Cause I think I was alone in the house, <clears throat> but this time when I woke up, it was on my chest, which is what I've heard a lot of ex- people experience. So the exact same thing, I mean, years apart from each other. Uh, and I, I think it was last time I, I was kind of able to, it's still, it's still terrifying, but after a few times you can, you kind of, your mind isn't as scared because you do understand it does release, at least in my experience, but it's still the whole thing is absolutely terrifying. It's like, it's, it's hard to, it, you can't really describe it unless it's happened to you. You know what I mean? It's very, very scary. So I want to thank everybody that reached out and told me their stories. I appreciate that. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed hearing it get read out a little shout out. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. So we are going to go through and continue on. So what is the actual sleep paralysis? All right. So sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious, but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds, up to a few minutes, Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. Uh, Sleep paralysis usually occurs at one of two times. Uh, It either occurs while you're falling asleep or as you're waking up. Uh, Is basically how that is explained. Uh, the good news, sleep, sleep researchers conclude that in most cases, sleep paralysis is simply a sign that your body is not moving smoothly through the stages of sleep. Rarely is sleep paralysis linked to deep underlying psychiatric problems. So, I mean, that's good, I guess. The main the causes uh, lack of sleep, 
sleep schedules that changes, mental, condi mental conditions such as stress or bipolar disorder, sleeping on the back, other sleep problems such as narcolepsy or nighttime leg cramps, use of certain medications such as those for ADHD and substance abuse. So, I mean, that is a wide range. Like, lack of sleep, that's a lot of people. Sleep schedule that changes, a lot of people. Stress, fucking everybody. Sleeping on the back, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I have a bad back. I can't sleep much, you know what I mean? Like, I can't really sleep on my side. I kind of have to sleep on my back. So, those are some of the causes. Uh, different type of explanations. All right, so I don't necessarily believe these explanations, but who am I to judge this dude and what he's been through? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know the supernatural. I don't know if that shit's real or not. I'm not going to just dismiss somebody trying to explain sleep demons just because I don't necessarily believe what it, what it is. I mean, I don't know shit about it. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to judge this, this individual, but they're good. <laughs> I mean, they're good. So these are some other explanations, not necessarily not necessarily medical. Let me adjust my slides real fast. So when I do these shows, I make myself a PowerPoint just because from school and uh, the Air Force, I'm, I'm good and I'm quick with PowerPoints, but I'm not going to share those. I'm not going to bore you guys. I'm sure you deal with PowerPoints enough in your daily life or not, uh, but just for me. So I just had to adjust and get comfortable. All right, other explanations. And again, if you did watch the first episode, I have all those links. Uh, put on the IG page. You can follow at www.itb podcast on Instagram. So with this, I will also share the links, but understand like it's, it's sleep demons. You know what I mean? It's not a specific scientific. It's not a process. It's not something you can prove or disprove. You know what I mean? So I will still share the links. Just understand like you can easily just search sleep demons and find a lot of this information, but I will just still, I, I, I believe you should show your work whenever you're trying to talk about something. So the links will still be up there. Just know it's sleep demons. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> All right. So these are some of the other explanations. Uh, and this is from a, from his stand or the author's standpoint. And then I don't, I didn't write the name down, so I don't know, but okay. The most common that I've dealt with is people that have in some way been involved with various levels, even very light level occult practices. Uh, such as Ouija boards, tarot cards, certain types of meditation, channeling, even obsessive research about the occult or UFOs can be the cause for some people. Generally, the deeper the person goes into the uh, occult, the more doors, in quotations, that they open, and the more authority the demons gain over them, which can lead to severe physical attacks and even abductions. It is important to realize that the demons gain more authority over you the deeper you go. That is why they have an interest in a person becoming more active in the occult. All right. So, I mean, all right. <laughs> another cause of a hallucinatory sleep paralysis is some form of a generational door that has been opened for the person, usually by a parent or grandparent. Most often when a grandfather had been involved in high level Masonic or other rituals, Masonic, Masonic or Masonic, uh, or other rituals. This can also happen if the parents or grandparents were involved with the occult on a pretty heavy level. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I like when things on the internet are just worded that way, like a pretty heavy level, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> uh, 
uh, this is usually the issue. It'd be like if I wrote it, you know, like, I don't know. I just expect whenever I do research, I'm probably just so used to researching like actual things for either like papers or shit I need to learn in the military that I'm just, you kind of notice how things are worded and just, I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's pretty heavy level. Uh, this is usually the issue with people who have had sleep paralysis since they were very young. So, uh, when we were reading personal stories, Bree said hers was when she was a kid. So you might want to research and find out if your grandparents were, uh, into the occult. Another more rare possibility is that there is a highly demonized object in the room. I know it sounds weird, but objects can be given demonic attachment in certain rituals. This could be crystals, books, or statues. Really just about anything that can be demonized, even if the person that is attaching the demonic presence thinks that they are only attaching energy or something else. I have said it is more rare, but it is still possible. And I will say the author went on to say, there are very few other very rare possibilities, but I'm already sounding crazy enough as it is, and I'm running out of time. So if you don't fall in, into any of these categories, email at, and then he has his... Uh, uh, email stopsleepparalysis.org or email help at stopsleepparalysis.org and we will try to help you. So, I mean, I don't know how you feel about the occult and things like that, but usually in my <laughs> crazy people don't think they're crazy, you know? It's crazy people think that they're sane. And this person is like, hey, I know I sound crazy, so maybe his experiences are real. Not for me to say. Not for me to say at all. I'm going to relay the information that I find to you all during the research. You know, because I think that's fair. And speaking of the research, the history of the sleep demon is, is very interesting and long. It, Everything starts somewhere. Everything has a beginning. Everything that exists has a beginning. Stories included. And the stories of the sleep demon go back. Way, way back. So let's let's start. Uh, one of my favorite things that I found during this research is the term nightmare. That we basically use to describe any scary dream or anything like that. Nightmares, you know, they're on Elm Street and all over in our heads, in our lives, in our souls. But nightmare came from... The new English, our English of the word night and old English of the word mare, which actually means the incubus, which is how they described uh, the sleep demon. And that, that is in more of the history. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so uh, English night, old English mare, or the incubus, nightmare, middle English, so it's a middle English word. Middle English denoting a female spirit thought to lie upon and suffocate sleepers. So, we still use the term the, to this day. We just uh, kind of change the definition as with what a lot of words over time do. So, the history of the term sleep paralysis was coined in 1928. It was a time when anything that caused fear and was unexplainable was reasoned to be supernatural or evil. And every, like, area, so this isn't just some, some part of the population that uh, sees sleep demons or suffer from sleep paralysis. It's worldwide, and each area of the world has their own explanation. Uh, so I'm going to go over a few, but we're not going to break down, like, every country's thought process. But if you're curious, I mean, you could easily look it up uh, with the links I provide or find your own links, you know? 
just search it up. Uh, Canadians think that the sleep paralysis demon is the work of shamans. Shamans are practitioners who are believed to interact with spirits out of this world and bring them to our physical world. People who experience sleep paralysis and see these demons are, according to legends, under the spell of these shamans. Uh, Japanese believe that the demon is actually the spirit of the dead who have returned to take their revenge from their enemies. In Brazil, it is believed that the demon is a ghost or a witch who lurks on the rooftops and visits anyone sleeping with their stomach full on their back. It is even given a name in the culture, uh, Pesaderia, uh, meaning uh, she who steps. I'm going to look up the uh, how to pronounce that word correctly. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, all the, all these cultures have, I mean, in Newfoundland, for example, the assailant is said to be an old hag who can put it, put it on you like a charm in this part of the world. Sea paralysis is called old hag in some parts of the U S people describe a witch straddling their chest in Egypt. The spiritual creature is known as a djinn. in China. Some people refer to sleep paralysis as compression by a ghost. So, I mean, different names trying to explain the same thing Has anybody listening that has had a sleep demon has anyone named have you named your sleep demon so i named mine uh, after thinking about it for a while uh, i named mine chopper so i don't know if you watch uh any anime at all but one piece there was a character named chopper who just sucks at hiding like, every time he tries to hide he hides with his body visible instead of hiding behind something it's just a little like a little quirky character trait but because my sleep demon was initially good at hiding because I didn't see him in the first one, but I saw him in the next two. He's a he's a shitty hider, in my in in my experience now. So his name is Chopper, and I'm actually <laughs> part of me because look, it is it is scary when you when you experience it. And I've I've only I mean three times in my whole I'm 38, so three times, 2007, eight year or uh, you know nine years later in 2016, and then a couple years uh, ago maybe 20 or last year so 2021. So three times every every. If I get it again, I feel like since I've been researching it a lot and I had like paintings of sleep demons on my computers, like if they're if they're always watching, I might get I might get one tonight and this episode might not air. Like I feel like it's gonna show up and be like, yo, put some respect on my name. You know what I mean? Like I'm we'll see. So if you if you if this episode does release this Friday, July 15th, that means I was not visited by a sleep demon this week but if i happen to get one in the next three days i don't know i'll have to have a discussion with <laughs> with with my demon all right so uh <laughs> it sucks man <laughs> it sucks all right so the first documented case of sleep paralysis was from ancient mesopotamia circa 2000 bc 2000 bc all right which describes the phenomena following supernatural beliefs the mesopotamians the mesopotamians and the romans who came after them believed that sleep paralysis resulted from an incubus that's where the word mare comes in for nightmare a mythological male demon that was believed to haunt women's bedrooms and force themselves upon them the incubus was said to paralyze the victim by sitting on their throat so they could not move or scream for help uh, the female version of this spirit, known as a succubus, was primarily blamed for sleep paralysis in men. So I have actually heard, I mean, I watch like, I mean, the show Supernatural and, you know, uh, 
Constantina, things like that have to deal with demons and the occult and stuff. Like I'm interested in it because that, I mean, back, back in these times, you know, that was like the main belief system was demons and stuff like that. And who, I mean, this is so long ago. Who's the, who's to say that to me, the further back you go, and this might not be a popular opinion, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. The further back in my, in my head, the further back you go in time, the better chance those people have of being right about shit like this. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's scientific explanations for a lot of things, but when it comes to just beliefs and like religion and stuff, I feel like the closer you are to the beginning of the time, I mean, the higher probability you are being right. Less things lost in translation over time, playing the telephone game. Either way, that's just in how I see it. Like, how do you have a new religion? You, you know what I mean? I know we're not talking about religion. We're talking about <laughs> sleep demons. Like, how do you have a new religion? <laughs> you can have a new religion. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess maybe if I get whatever. Got off track a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, the female, yeah, succubus. Primarily uh, paralysis in men. Uh, the succubus of sleep or old hag syndrome descends from the legend of Lilith. All right, so Lilith is like the oldest demon that's that ever existed, and Lilith is known as Adam's first wife who was cast out of Eden for trying to mount him. Uh, she became a demoness who took her revenge by mounting mortal men as they sleep. So Lilith is mentioned in the Bible. I did a quick, obviously we're not talking about religion or, or necessarily the Bible, but Lilith is mentioned in the Bible, just not necessarily as Adam's first wife, but there is a lot of uh, like lore basically that I found that Lilith was supposedly Adam's first wife who I guess try to have sex with them because that's, you know, religion <laughs> just blaming women <laughs> for, you know, like, oh, yeah, Lilith was trying to get some get some dick and Adam's like, oh, no, I'm pure. And then got, you know what I mean? Like, nah, dude, come on, <laughs> come on. It's so weird. It's like back in the witches, like, <laughs> like witch trials and shit. When dudes would blame women, they'd be like 15 or 16. And then the guy would be like, I'm so pure but I'm sexually attracted to her. So she must be a witch and put a spell on me. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you're a fucking perv, dude. That's it. It's not, it's not witches. It's not Lilith trying to bang Adam. And he was like, no, like why would, first off, why would you get kicked out? Cause your whole job is to populate the planet. You know what I mean? So you got to impregnate Lilith. So why would, unless that wasn't there for, unless that wasn't the initial, maybe it was just Adam and Lilith's world. And then she got kicked out and then Eve came in. And then they populated the planet by having sex and then having sex with their kids or having their kids have sex with them. I don't know. If you start with two people and then the world's populated, you know, families, families were creating families. All right. <laughs> I guess I <laughs> uh, did not mean to go on that, but I mean, it happens. All right, so Lilin are a host of night demons that are first mentioned in Babylonian seals some 1,800 years before the Common Era. Much, much later came the Judaic tradition of Lilith, the owl-footed, half-human demoness who steals upon men at night and sexually assaults them in order to create demon-human hybrid babies. Whew. 
Uh, Lilith and Lillen were blamed for the unexplained deaths of infants at night, probably related to what we call SIDS today, and also for the terrible plague of supernatural assault that was termed the incubus in the Middle Ages. All right, and then... Uh, oh, yeah, I just thought this was... In, in uh, 1136, Geoffrey of Monmouth uh, wrote uh, in... It was originally written in Latin... Uh, the kings of England or kings of Britain, I think it was, was the accurate translation, but uh, the kings of England. And his theory was even Merlin, you know, Merlin, uh, the wizard, was the result of an incubus visit to his mother. Though, where I found this is, uh, though Jeffrey of Monmouth claimed a lot of things that weren't exactly true. So, to this day, still affected by sleep demons. Uh, and I will say, a lot of the a lot of the causes have been mentioned and, and I've read, I mean, I, I am going to throw the links of what I use, but I read a lot of stuff that I didn't necessarily use because it just said basically the same stuff, but sleeping on your backs with a full stomach was even back in the day, like centuries ago, people thought that was one of the causes of uh, sleep demons, which is interesting because even uh, as I stated in the beginning, one of the causes, according to WebMD is sleeping on the back. So, yeah. But that's the history. 2000 BC from ancient Mesopotamia to today. Sleep demons just visiting us. I mean, maybe they're hanging out. I did see a couple. Now, I didn't go far down this, nor did I add it to any of the notes. But some people also believe these are alien abductions. Like, that's how they do their... Uh, tests and stuff, I guess. They paralyze you, do your tests, uh, bring you back, and then they do out. So that is also interesting, but that it would be, you know, that'd be an episode for another time. Uh, maybe we'll do an aliens thing. Maybe we'll do uh, uh, re religious stuff or a Bible thing. Because it's, it's just, it's, it's very interesting to me to research. Because I'm very... Uh, objective and I have an open mind. I don't, I don't think anybody's necessarily wrong in their beliefs. Like, have your beliefs, you know? Like, believe your stuff. So don't make other people believe it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's our show. That's Sleep Demons. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow the podcast. This was kind of a weird, like, because I went, episode one was gas prices, and it was, like, more of a serious subject. So this is the first kind of just, like, having fun with it. Uh, reaching out to people, getting stories. So that, in. I, I did state in the first episode and I'll probably just keep let, letting you guys know, like I do want this to be an interactive show. Follow on WWW podcast on Instagram, or you can email uh, spelled completely out, whatever we want it to be podcast at gmail.com with things that you're interested in. It could be any, it could be a story. It could be a history. It could be a process we have in society. It could be anything that you want to know because I have the time. I'm a stand-up comedian and now podcaster. You know, like I have the time to do the research for you. And I will objectively, and if it is anything like more on the serious note, like I'll even, I'll, I'll pre-record before I do any research, like what I think it is or how I think it works. And then I'll research, objectively research and tell you where I was wrong and stuff. Because it's like, it's important. It's okay to be wrong. That's one of the points of the show is it's not, well, not that I'm trying to be wrong or I'll ever tell you the wrong thing, but it's okay. You know, if I do a serious subject, like I'm not, 
I'm not a genius dude. I'm not a smart guy. I'm not like, I, I don't have a doctor. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't have a lot of knowledge in one specific thing, but I do enjoy research and I do enjoy looking things up, especially like sleep demons. And the next episode that I'll be recording tonight with uh, a co-host, Ben Bovey, who is host of the Brass Tacks and Beers podcast, who I've been on twice. Uh, so follow them on Instagram as well or social media, wherever you can find them and check them out on all major streaming platforms. Friends of the show. Uh, ben Bovey will join me this evening to record an episode about the power of quotes, uh, which does not sound super interesting, but trust me, as I was researching things about quotes, I found a pretty, I'm not going to reveal it now, I'll reveal it during the episode, but it's, it's, it's a little wild to me, uh, the origins and traditional meanings of some of the quotes that we use today. So follow on social media, email me with show ideas. Uh, if you do email, don't be a dick. Don't email. Just, you know what I mean? If, if you have criticism, I'm down to, I will listen, but be, be, uh, uh, you know, creative criticism. Like, don't be a dick about it. Like, Hey, I, it would probably be better like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm down for criticism and I will take it, but, uh, just make sure. You know, I mean, just don't be a dick is all I'm saying. Like, I don't want to get emailed a bunch of like, you're a piece of shit. Like, none of that. You know, just, and that's fine if you don't like things. Yeah. I don't know how this rant kept going. Either way. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Join me, join us. Because it's we. Join us next time on the Whatever We Want It To Be podcast as we discuss quotes. Thank you and have a restful sleep tonight.